0: Hell! All the Russians, Evobsa. and that's all I've been told. i Just came in on the red phone. My orders over this base to be sealed tight, and that's what I mean to do: seal it tight. Now, I want you to transmit Plan R. R for Robert to the wing. Plan R for Robert. Is it that bad, sir? <laughs> Looks like it's pretty hairy. Yes, sir. Plan R
1: for Robert. It's hairy, all right. Welcome to the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast. Yes, we're back with film. But I always tap into the music. There's a reason why I'm playing Doctor Strange Love, directed by Mr. Stanley Kubrick. There's a reason why I'm playing it today. Okay. As we kind of let it play. I'll let it play oh. Alright. Legendary film. Uh a lot of what's going on in there we're we're dealing with right now okay but something interesting okay not just interesting think of think about what happened today almost 60 years ago 59 years ago what happened the president was assassinated on November 22nd 1963 legendary there have been books about it the grassy knoll Jason Almey, Chris Wetzkin, Adam Simmons. They do the Creatures of the Night. They talk about conspiracy theories. Their conspiracy theories really ignited with the assassination of John F. Kennedy. November twenty second, 1963. Dallas, Texas. That focal point. Life Magazine. They purchased this Subruder film. Well, something else... Involving a film was going to take place on November twenty second, 1963. On this day in 1963, the first test screening of Dr. Strangelove was scheduled, but ultimately was the day of the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. The release was de- delayed until late January 1964, as it was felt that the public was in no mood for such a film any sooner, certain things were changed. We'll tap into that for uh, you know, what had just happened. But just think about that that moment altered the film premiere, and thus they had to alter the film. Huh, legendary film. I mean, come on american film Institute ranked ranked it high, and of course you've got Peter Sellers who is playing not one but three characters he He almost played the slim Pickens character but could not master a Texas accent. Mm. Peter Sellers is group captain Lionel mandrake, a british r a f exchange officer. Merkin Muffley, the President of the United States, Dr. Strangelove, the wheelchair-using nuclear war expert and former Nazi who has alien hand syndrome, <laughs> George C. Scott, Sterling Hayden, Keenan Wayne, Jack Creeley, Slim Pickens, Peter Bull, James Earl Jones, Tracy we- Reed, Shane Reamer, Tracy Weed, you know where my mind is at, don't worry um legendary i i love this film but think of what think of what happened okay mm. effects of the kennedy assassination on the film a first test screening of the film was scheduled for november twenty second nineteen sixty three The film was just weeks from its scheduled premiere, but because of the assassination, the release was delayed until January. Okay, we already know that. During post-production, one line by Slim Pickens, a fella could have had a pretty good weekend in Dallas with all that stuff, was dubbed to change Dallas to Vegas. Since Dallas was where Kennedy was killed, the original reference to Dallas survives in the English audio of the French subtitled version of the film. The assassination also serves as another possible reason that the pie fight scene was cut. In the scene, after Muffley takes a pie in the face, General Turkinson exclaims, Gentlemen, our gallant young president has been struck down in his prime. Disturbing. Editor Anthony Harvey stated that the scene would have stayed except that Columbia Pictures was, were horrified and thought it would offend the president's family. Kubrick and others have said that the scene has already been cut from a preview the night because it was inconsistent with the rest of the film. And So it was released in January of 1964. 1964 was a big year for the British. The British... We're coming. But in that time, what was going on in Doctor Strangelove was epic. There's the war room where all kinds of shit is going down. Dimitri, come on. What's
2: happened? The Doomsday Machine. The, do- the Doomsday Machine? What is that? device which will destroy all human and animal life on earth
3: all human
4: and animal life Drake. yes dad
5: have you ever seen a commie drink a glass of water I have Jack. vodka.
3: That's what they drink, isn't it? Never water. Well, I, I believe that's what they drink, Jack. Yes, on no account
5: will a commie ever drink water, and not without good reason. Oh,
1: uh, yes, I am. I'm laughing at it because if you know, you know the history. Of communism, and you know what happened in the 60s, and then how silly and at the same time art imitating life, life in imitating art, this film really truly is. That's why is I didn't I I haven't really gotten this film until I've gotten older, and it's like, oh my god. And I remember the first time watching this with my grandfather, and he was howling at the TV, and I was like, Oh my god. And then he kept saying, Hey. In that patent? Yeah. And and now I watch it and it's just hilarious. But
3: well, this is absolute madness, Ambassador. Why should you build such a thing? There were
2: those of us who fought against it, but in the end we could not keep up with the expense involved in the arms race, the space race, and the peace race. And at the same time our people grumbled for more nylons and washing machines. Our doomsday scheme cost us just a small fraction of what we've been spending on defense in a single year. But the deciding factor was when we learned that your country was working along similar lines and we were afraid of a
3: doomsday gap. This is preposterous. I've never approved of anything like that. Our source was the New York Times. Dr. Strangelove, do we have anything like that in the works? A moment, please, Mr. President.
5: (laughs) Under the authority... Granted me as Director of Weapons Research and Development, I commissioned last year a study of this project by the Bland Corporation. Based on the findings of the report, my conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent for reasons which at this moment must be all too obvious. Then you mean it is possible for them to have built such a thing? Mr. President, technology required is easily within the means of even the smallest nuclear power. It requires only the will to do so. But how is it
3: possible for this thing to be triggered automatically and at the same time impossible to untrigger?
5: Mr. President, it is not only possible, it is essential. That is the whole idea of this machine, you know. Deterrence is the art of producing in the mind of the enemy the fear to attack. And so because of the automated and irrevocable decision-making process which rules out human meddling, the doomsday machine is terrifying. It's it's simple to understand and completely credible and convincing. Gee, I wish we had one of them doomsday machines, Dainty. But this is fantastic, Strangler. <laughs> How can it be triggered automatically? Well, it's remarkably simple to do that. When you merely wish the belly bombs, there's no limit to the size. After that, they are connected to a gigantic complex of computers. Now then, a specific and clearly defined Set of circumstances, under which the bombs are to be exploded, is programmed into a tape memory bank. Hmm. A single roll of shape can store all the information. What kind of say, a name is that? That ain't no crowd name, is it, He changed but, it. He became a citizen. It it used generalize. to be like Lieber. Uh,
2: a <laughs> crowd by any other name,
5: I <laughs> Is that uh whole point of the Doomsday machine is lost. if you keep it a secret, why Did't you tell the world,
2: eh? It was to be announced at the party Congress on Monday. As you know, the premier loves surprises.
1: That is the brilliance of Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers, as I said, was nominated for that performance and lost to rex harrison and my fair lady T- tell me is that justified i don't think it is this is a legendary film it was nominated for best picture best director yeah but like i said sometimes a legendary film doesn't have to win the fact that it's still legendary that we're still talking about it that we're still laughing about it that you know Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Yeah. Just legendary moments like that. And it's got that Kubrick lighting. You know, it's got that cinematography. And the film nerds know what I'm talking about. I'm a film nerd. Come on. Uh, The fact that some black. I, I watched it once with someone and they said, how come it's not in color? I said, because it wasn't supposed to be. Not everything has to be in color. You know what I mean? Let me see here. I think, really, at the heart of it is is Peter Sellers. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna play a legendary scene though, right here.
3: Just a second. You know what he says? He says that one of the planes hasn't turned back. He says, according to information forwarded by our air staffs, it's headed for the missile complex at Laputa. <laughs>
0: That, that's impossible Mr. Rett. I mean uh, uh, look at the big board 34 planes uh, 30 recalls acknowledged and 4 splashes and one of them was targeted for Laputa Dimitri
3: look we've got an acknowledgement from every plane except the 4 you've shot down yeah. oh oh he's uh, uh, hang on a second Dimitri he says their air defense now only claims three aircraft confirmed. The fourth may only be damaged.
4: Mr. President, I'm beginning to smell a big fat cunny rat. I mean, suppose
0: we'll kiss off is lying on like that fourth plane, just looking for an excuse to clobber us. I mean, if the spaghetti hits a fan, now we're in trouble.
3: Dimitri, look, if this report is true and the plane manages to bomb, the target is it is this gonna is this gonna set off the doomsday machine are you sure well i i guess you're just gonna have to get that plane dimitri dimitri i'm sorry that jamming your radar and flying so low but they're trained to do it you know it's 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 initiative look dimitri you know exactly where they're going and i'm sure your entire air defense can stop a single plane listen i mean it's not going to help either one of us if if, if, if the doomsday machine goes up now is it D- dimitri there's no point in you getting hysterical at a moment like this dimitri keep your feet on the ground when you're talking Dimitri. I- I am not, I am not getting, uh, no, Dimitri, I'm, I'm just worried, <laughs> that's all. Now, look, if, if our staff say its primary target is Laputa and its secondary target is Borkov, I, I mean, it's, it's true, Dimitri, you've got to believe it. Look, can I give, Dimitri, can I give you just one word, can I give you just one word of advice, Dimitri? Listen, Dimitri, put everything you've got into those two sectors and you can miss.
1: Oh, my God. Legendary. But really, my favorite is when Strange Love, he tries to, remember, he tries to withhold what his other hand really wants to do. And, um... Yeah. Everyone knows what I'm talking about if you've never seen doctor strange love ah here we go have
5: to stay down there Well let's see now uh, cobalt zirconium g eh
1: yeah it's legendary. It's crazy. We all love it. Peter Sellers or Peter Sellers? There's some great... Here we go.
2: Peter Sellers' comic flair amounted to genius.
3: I'm probably absolutely right. Because you always knew that there was that kind of lunacy lurking.
4: Man, He would say, I don't have a personality. I only am the character that I'm playing in any given moment.
3: And I am group captain Lionel Mandrake. Dr. Strangelove.
5: Mr. President. (laughs) Peter was absolutely brilliant on the first take. The second take, he was even better. I
3: do know when I did see Dr. Strangelove for the first time that Peter was absolutely brilliant. I mean, the great thing about Sellers, he could play almost any character he wanted to play. Well, let me finish, Dimitri.
4: Fantastic! Ugh! This story is no idle fiction. Peter Sellers spent the majority of his time on screen making people laugh. He did this by being many different people, but never himself. As the beloved Inspector Clouseau in the Pink Panther movies, he created a truly original filmic character. He could just sort of slip into a role with such ease, whether it was sort of a complete aristocrat or a sort of grinding, you know, sort of plebeian, whatever. On either side, he could do that. He was an enigma. He used to say he didn't have a personality. He would say, I don't have a personality. I only am the character that I'm playing in any given moment. He was so brilliant and so
3: incredibly talented that he was many people all the time. In fact, I had kind of a sense that he was afraid of
4: all the people he was because who knows what would come out. His parents were traveling stage performers. Peter grew up rootless, lonely and unhappy, a child in a world of adults. Backstage, he began observing people and mimicking their body language and speech patterns. He developed a wide array of funny voices. In the early 1950s, Sellers employed many of those voices by brilliantly playing multiple characters on a cutting-edge radio show. The program was superbly imaginative and surreal, forever changing the landscape of British comedy. There had never been that form of anarchic humor before. The Goon Shows didn't attempt to make any sense.
2: Spike Milligan wrote most of them, but of course Peter was an absolute central force in terms of the performance and the voices and so on. And it had a tremendous impact
3: and young people loved it. The influence of The Goon Show on me was the fact that when it came to Python, when we could write whatever we wanted to write, the material I was doing and the characters
4: I was sort of thinking about very much influenced by Milligan and Sellers. Radio success was welcomed by Sellers, but it had never been his primary goal. A movie buff since he was a kid, Peter was desperate to break into films. And right from the start, he exhibited what would become his trademark, playing multiple characters in the same film.
1: So this is one of those digital features. Best Sellers or Peter Sellers and Dr. Strangelove. And really just people talking about him and, you know, it's legendary. But I really wanted to hint at why we're talking about it today. Um, what happened today was sad. and i've i've talked to family members about it i've interpe, interpe- i'm in, i'm tired i've interviewed people about it um and uh yeah i mean the fact that this really you know that changed everything. Um, Doctor Strange Love premiere and how it was altered because of President Kennedy being assassinated on this day fifty nine years ago. As I said, I've interviewed family and friends about it, and um, but I, they all agree. Doctor Strange have helped them laugh after.
2: You don't have any fresh fish, I'm afraid not, sir. Your eggs and they are fresh. Oh yes, sir. I will have poached eggs and bring me some cigars, please, Havana cigars.
3: And that will be all for you, sir. Yes, and I'll see to it right away.
2: Try one of these Jamaican cigars, Ambassador. They're pretty good. Thank you. No, I do not support the work of imperialist stooges. Oh, only commie stooges, huh? Mr. <laughs> President
4: gonna let that lousy commie punk vomit all over us like this mr president we haven't been able to reach premier kiss in the kremlin they say they don't know where he is and he won't be back for another two hours said premier kiss
0: is a degenerate atheist mr. Uh, mr president i formally requested i'm sorry mr, president, mr. President, the president, the president, president
3: i think they're trying the number
1: You can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't. It's legendary, legendary. Um, let's go to the source. Peter Sellers talking about Doctor Strangelove. I went
3: last night to see being there because I hadn't seen it with an audience, and it was. the uh, world you think audiences are California? Uh, uh, areas in England
4: and you are in a totally different... a mass of characterizations and that inside there is no body that's true yes. how did how did you react to that well your sellers
3: that you are only uh, a talk well uh I mean there's uh I mean you know people think of cockney accent there are also um well, you want to hear... Sure, uh, I want to hear some accents. I want to hear you speak various Englishes. The people over here have difficult enough time understanding. Tell you straight out, Gene. I see. And when you get one of those, one of the Hooray <laughs> Harris. yes, <laughs> you yeah, right, you know, and this here uh, New York, is it? It's been absolutely amazing. And you went to Oxford, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> A product on television. How do you cue well, the controls? All those, uh, all
4: those... About cigarettes. Doctor, and I like the killer characters. And you have been in in more than 50 films in the last 30 years. Do you have a single favorite?
1: The late Gene Shalit.
4: Well, uh,
3: aside from being there, I think the thing, the film I most enjoyed being in was Doctor Strangelove, uh, two particular characters. Uh, Aside from that, being there was an ambition, you know, that I wanted to... When I'm 13
4: years old, I saw Doctor Strangelove at a screening. I didn't know that... Every famous director in Hollywood was in the, in the room when I watched this movie. And I distinctly remember
1: Stanley Kramer. Now, I watched this movie, which at that moment was by far the most outlandishly elegant, funny, scary thing I ever saw. It was it was beyond, it, there was no comparison with any other film I'd ever seen. And by that time, I'd seen a lot of movies. The, 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 the lights came on. I turn around, and I see all these guys leaving, and I see Stanley Kramer, who I recognize. And Kramer was walking out of the theater, and the only way I could describe it is he was saying to himself, How the hell did he do that?
3: You know, it was like, whoa! It was so... And they all did. They all
4: looked like that. For me, the most influential actor in films was Peter Sellers. Because of... Because of the Pink Panther, but mainly because of Dr. Strangelove. So to see one person play that many characters and to play each one of them differently, and each one so committed, especially, you know, Dr. Strangelove himself.
5: Uh, we will know that the
2: we, we've gathered together enough uh, <laughs> animals that we could slaughter. <coughs> And then we, you know,
4: that was the first time you, you saw people suffering from Waldheimers. My favorite was when he was having a discussion with, uh, he's trying to get the codes and, uh, he's basically the general saying, um, Men drink. Uh, they want my precious bodily fluids. That's why I don't, I don't partake of women, man. That's why I only drink pure wood grain alcohol. That's wonderful. <laughs> now, Jack, can I just have those codes? That'd be great, Jack, if you just give those up. And it's just seeing that, and plus the fact it's all about the end of the world. And that, for me, was just amazing. It just struck me that that comedy could be that and hit that hard.
1: And that's Richard Dreyfus and Robin Williams, the late Robin Williams, talking about Dr. Strangelove for the American Film Institute. Here's our Eddie Mueller talking about Dr. Strangelove on Turner Classic Movies.
0: Welcome to Turner Classic Movies. I'm Eddie Muller, and thanks for joining us for TCM's Summer Under the Stars. All day, we've been featuring films starring an influential British actor and comedian, known for his chameleon-like ability to adopt multiple foreign accents and comic guises, often within the same film. It's Peter Sellers. Up next is unarguably the greatest manifestation of that specific ability, From director Stanley Kubrick, it's Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Made in 1964, it's a pitch black satire about the futility of war and the horrifying specter of nuclear annihilation. Yet it is, amazingly, a laugh riot. Sellers plays three different characters, a stuffy British group captain, president of the United States, and of course, Dr. Strangelove himself a ranting ex-Nazi in a wheelchair. Sellers had first made a splash with the BBC radio program, the Sellers bragged, adding that the directors George C. Scott and Sterling Hayden with great bits from Keenan Wynn, Slim Pickens, and James Earl Jones. From 1964, here is Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. In Dr. Strangelove, Peter Sellers brilliantly played three separate characters, earning himself an Oscar nomination for Best Actor. Although I suppose they could have nominated him three times for Best Supporting Actor. However, he was originally supposed to play four, maybe even five different roles. Stanley was convinced I could do no wrong, Sellers bragged, adding that the director suggested he also play General Buck Turgidson, a part that eventually went to George C. Scott. Sellers thought it was too much, but he did agree to play Major T.J. King Kong, the crazed cowboy who rides an A-bomb to annihilation at the film's conclusion. However, Sellers grew frustrated when he couldn't master the twangy Texas accent that was needed. Then Sellers had an accident which limited his mobility and any consideration of his playing Major Kong evaporated. The role was then offered to John Wayne, that'll be the day, and then to Bonanza's Dan Blocker. Both turned it down due to their dislike of the film's politics. The part ultimately went to Slim Pickens, who whooped his way into movie history. Next, Sellers is an Italian crip.
1: So that's everyone talking about Dr. Strangelove. Legendary. Here we go.
4: Bomb, Dr. Strangelove's actor Peter Sellers accidentally stood up during a take. As a way to save it, he ad libbed the line Not only was it included in the film, it's also the film's final line.
1: <laughs> See, you didn't know that. A lot of people didn't know that. So, what happened today? 59 years ago was that the president of the United States, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, was assassinated. A premiere was to take place for Dr. Strangelove, and it was canceled. And there is a card, I, I have a picture of it, that Stanley Kubrick, where it says, Cancelled premiere because of Kennedy's assassination. So had that not happened, we probably would have gotten an early premiere of Doctor Strange Love or How I Stopped Worrying and Learned to Love The Bomb. A legendary, hilarious film about what? Nuclear Holocaust. Oh my goodness. That's the Doctor Zeus Phone podcast. The fact that nineteen sixty four was the year the British were coming, and they were in Peter Sellers, and the Beatles, and and that's when the whole world went British in nineteen sixty four. But it started with Doctor Strangelove. So, from all of us at the Doctor's This Film Podcast, and thank you Kubrick, Sellers, everyone who was involved with Doctor Strangelove. They're all gone now. As always, unpleasant dreams.